It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Twisted Britain. This is not a normal episode. Ali and I are not sitting in the pub together. What this is, is a recording that we did at CrimeCon that we're entitling Podcasters and Pints. We were joined on stage by Bethan and Mark from Seeing Red, Morgan and Cherry from Crimepedia, and Eric from True Consequences. I am slightly biased, but I'm going to say that it was a gathering of four of the most wonderful podcasts you could possibly download. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure to join them on stage We always have fun when we record with anybody else uh, This was the first time we'd sat down and recorded with Eric And um, if you haven't heard of his podcast It's something that you should definitely go and check out We have recorded with uh, Morgan and Cherry before And we've had the pleasure of recording with Beth and Mark a few times And it's always good fun when we do these things It was a right blast You will hear me call one of them a wanker to start off the show And... We get into the ins and outs of what it is that we podcast about, why we do it, uh, and it's interesting to hear the different answers coming from different people. We took a few questions from the audience at the end. Uh, you might struggle to hear them, but we, we've done our best to answer what we possibly can. I really hope you enjoy it. It was, it was great fun, and it's something that we hope to do more of again, um, and there will be an episode out later this week where, that is just me and Morgan and Cherry when Ali was away on another work trip. So you've got two episodes this week to look forward to. Um, I'll not do an outro to this, so I'll just leave you with a thank you, love you, bye, just now. Thanks, bye. What you have in front of you is an amassed collection of wonderful podcasters and Twisted Britain. <laughs> we of all... So this, this session is entirely made up. I did this as an excuse to drink beer and have a microphone in my hand. And we've managed to successfully do that. The doors are not gonna close on this session. They're just gonna allow people to come and go. So, in fact, fuck that, don't leave. <laughs> I'm not having you leaving, but people can come in and once they come in, they get drunk and they enjoy what we're doing. We have four podcasts in front of you, four of what I would say is the epitome of independent podcasting in, in front of you. <laughs> fuck it, yeah. Um, myself and Ali host a podcast called Twisted Britain. We have Eric from True, Con uh, True Consequences. That's much more difficult to say after five beers, isn't it? Uh, Morgan and Cherry do uh, Crimepedia. And along at the end, we have Bethany and Mark from Seeing Red. I will let them introduce themselves in a moment. But does everybody have a beer who needs one? Yeah. Well, let's crack on with this. As I say, this is... There was a no. Get, get in there. Did you start the day with a poem and they're ending the day with this pish? That's what's happening. Here we are. Do I get two for a poem? Oh, sit then. <laughs> so Ali and I uh, host a podcast called Twisted Britain. Some, uh, hopefully some of you have heard it before. I know some of you know who we are. Um, it's a podcast on true crime with a sprinkling of the weird and macabre is our, is our tagline. And we record it in the pub. Hence the reason why we're doing pints just now. Um, we love what we do, we do, and we're very, very proud of it, but we'll get on to why we do it and, and, and the process that we go through 
as we talk through the session. This session's going to run for about 45 minutes or until somebody pulls the plug on me, whichever comes first. <laughs> or oh, the, the, the beer won't run out, sir, don't you worry. Um, during that time, we're, we're probably going to talk for about 30 minutes, but I would like to give you guys the opportunity to do an any questions answered at the end, and we'll all be 100% honest with those answers. Any. Any questions. Any. Any questions. Morgan, which finger is it? You, never mind. Um, <laughs> so that's what Twisted Britain is. Uh, Eric, would you like to give us a synopsis of what, what is True Consequences? So True Consequences is a true crime advocacy podcast based in New Mexico. I help families who are fighting for justice in New Mexico because I'm also fighting for justice for my baby brother. So I wanted to create a platform that would help people in my community who are going through the same things my family's going through. It's shit when you hand on to him and he says that and you, you look like two drunks in a pub. And I'll throw it to another drunk. <laughs> so I'm Morgan from Crimepedia. Uh, me and Terry host it. We are a weekly podcast where, uh, of course... Not Who's listening to our theme tune at the moment? <laughs> I'm still hung. I'm hungover. Um, yeah, so i got to be more excited. So we host a weekly podcast. I'm based in the United States. She's based in the UK. Um, no, so we... Uh, we do. We basically rotate each week. We tell each other different cases. Um, I would say 99% of the time, she has no idea what case I'm doing. 99% of the time, I have no idea what case she's doing. So when when we're going to a case, our reaction is is real. So um, and we 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 like to get um, the questions that we ask each other. It's it's hopefully what you're asking yourself as you listen as you listen. Um, Cherry tends to. Well, you do mostly UK-based cases. She loves old cases, old, which doesn't drive me nuts, but I don't know how she does it. <laughs> because uh, the most recent episode we had it was from 1940, yeah. which was a wow. recent case for her. That's a new case. That's a the real new case. 1940s is new. I was like, are you sure you want to do this one? My, yeah. somebody, somebody might be alive from that, Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my cases are typically uh, U.S.-based, of course, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't really have a particular. We'll come. We're going to come back to you in a second because you guys have got yeah. an interesting story about how you started your podcast. We'll yeah. come back to that yeah. momentarily. Bethan and Mark. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Uh, thank you for having us here. We are the hosts of Seeing Red, which is a weekly true crime podcast. Take we... your podcast voice off your wanker. Uh, come on. <laughs> this is weird to be talking into this. To be talking into this uh, with an audience is weird. So uh, we met at work. We're first and foremost friends, but we have a absolute fascination with all things true crime. We are predominantly UK based, I would say. Uh, we do kind of go around the world a little bit. If Bethan lets me uh, into America, Bethan's doing a really weird case next week for us, which is I'll let you kind of talk about it because it's it's kind of rogue. Yeah, so sometimes we're not even true crime. So next week, we're just talking about the Titanic and it's sinking and some of the theories around stuff like that. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Please join in. Like, yeah. 100% shout at us, by all means. Yeah, so, so sometimes they're... they're there are crimes. Sometimes there's not a crime or there may have been a crime when we talk about it. We had a listener who got in touch with us and asked us to cover a case where her mum had died and actually we had a discussion around was there a case there or not and really, really fascinating. Um, we just tend to just chat to each other as well. We're yeah. similar. So we take it in turns as well each week and do a different case each week. Yeah. So that's who we are on the panel in front of you. Um, what is really lovely about coming to CrimeCon it's not only are we sitting in a room of people who, I'm going to say this out loud, probably know more about crime than the people sitting in front of you. We just happen to hit record and you guys consume what the sh pish we put out. But we're sitting in an area of London that's absolutely synonymous with crime. We're right in the edge of Whitechapel, just around the corner from Tower Hill, one of the, correct me if I'm wrong, Alistair, one of the only prisons that ever held a, monarch, a member of the monarchy. Um, so being here has... Uh, a level of kind of interest in the true crime itself and then you throw on top of that people like yourselves who are interested in, in consuming the media that, that we produce and it, it sounds really bell-endy of me to say that <laughs> but that's what it is and we have all and Bethan and Mark and I were just talking in the pub across the road great pub by the way Princess of Prussia get over there um, 
we were talking about how actually we're no different than you guys are. All we've done is hit record. With, with the exception, Eric obviously has a, a personal family statement associated with his podcast. The rest of us are just giving it a go. And every time we hit record and set a microphone in front of us, I, and I'll throw this down the line, I still shit my knickers every time we hit record. <laughs> are you comfortable with recording? <laughs> We love that you said knickers, me and Cherry. <laughs> I, I think I've gotten a little bit more comfortable. It's still, I still get nervous about it. I still st stumble. I'm highly edited, so what you hear is so much better than the way I actually sound when I talk. So uh, I, I do get nervous about how I'm going to fuck something up. Because yeah. you know you're going to do it. I'm going to. Yeah. I think that we're probably now better at messing up and not, feeling like oh my god I've messed up and then getting worse and worse and worse and being upset by it I think we now would make a mistake and go for god's sake get over it and then kind of move on but I'm definitely less nervous now how about you uh it's it's always nerve-wracking for the first I think our first ever episode that we recorded we'd both been to the pub and had a few drinks uh so that was a lot easier and that was something I had to kind of not do so much but <laughs> It is enjoyable, ultimately, and we do it because we have a love of it. So I think that overrides anything else. But it's a weird feeling uh, when you do hit record. I think if you do a solo podcast, possibly a little bit more dif difficult uh, because you are literally talking to yourself, or that's certainly how it feels. Uh, but for me and Bethany, it is just a conversation, a bit of a chat. So, yeah, I think it's all right for us. We're 200 episodes in, so it's easy-peasy-ish, yeah. I love it now. But, but for the first three episodes, I was terrified of the microphone. And you will remember my pathological fear of it. Ali and I have known each other since we were about seven years old, um, which is 30-something years. Um, and we, I mean, we've been, we've been best mates. We, our, our parents lived a couple of hundred uh, metres apart in Dunblane. And uh, we went to primary school in Dunblane together and we grew up. And, and obviously the, the town itself has a, has a, a true crime inflection shall we say without going too far into it um and when i hosted the podcast originally i hosted it with nadine and i thoroughly enjoyed it and um it had a different feel to what it does now and i and when she had a change of life circumstances and had to move on with her career and give up the podcast i questioned her values and then moved on <laughs> um and ali came in and i've always known ali as a wonderful storyteller so i invited him along and he came in and yeah, well, shit, his knickers. Um, but actually just tells a wonderful story. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll let you guys answer the, are you, are you still scared when you record? But I'll, I'll come back to Mark's comments about why we do it in, just, just in a moment. But you guys. No, it's gotten a lot easier. And it's, um, it's easy for me because every, we record on Sundays is, you know, I, I get on and Cherry pops up. And, and I'm basically just telling a story to one of my absolute best friends. And so it's, it's nice to be able to share that time with her and know that we have this, this, shared, uh, this shared passion for what we do. So it, it, doing it with your best friend just, just makes it so much easier because you're just talking to, you're just talking to your, your friend. <laughs> just about to say that. <laughs> no, I, no, it's exciting. It's an, it's, it's a, I love my job. It's a brilliant job. It's a, an honor to be able to talk about something for families and it's an honor to be able to tell their story and so for me it's i'm not nervous i'm not nervous anymore it's just the responsibility to make sure i do it and i do it right so it's all good so starting a podcast isn't a difficult thing to do you can do it on your phone literally you can hit record on your phone and you get broadcast quality media and then you upload it to a server and you put it out there and it costs you nothing you're not going to get rich podcasting no let's well, <laughs> that, that was a very quick no from the <laughs> um, burst that bubble instantly we, none of us here do it to make a living do you like losing money because <laughs> that beer wasn't fucking free <laughs> um, and you can you can record on a phone but, well, literally. It, but it sounds like you recorded on a potato for your first few episodes until you buy a microphone. Is that what happened? That's the recording on <laughs> a potato. That was one of your, my favourite reviews of all any time we of a podcast. We own that now as well. Yeah. We recorded on a potato. But we genuinely had our my phone sat there and we'd just press record and then stop and then like 
do the next bit and record and then just pieced it together. It was ridiculous, really, wasn't it? It was shit. But <laughs> and now they're one of the biggest uh, true crime podcasts in the UK. How did that happen? Yeah. Look, well, we are still wondering that as well, Mark. To be honest. <laughs> so when you're doing uh, the cases and. We call them stories rather than cases because Ali and I like to tell a story. There's always an interesting way that, that you start. You, you, you have to find the case and then decide whether you want to tell it. And with that comes a bit of uh, leaning towards favoritism about whether you enjoy the case or not. And enjoy is a very tricky word. And I, and I use it very lightly there because you should never enjoy crime. It's a really fucked up thing to say about humanity. But people are dark and horrible and we understand... Oh no, look at the room I'm sitting in, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but to find something fascinating or interesting is much, much easier to tell a tale. So one or two always stick with you, and one and two you'll never touch. So I'm going to throw it down the line quite simply. Yeah. What's the best case you've ever told, and what's one you'll never, ever touch? Okay, yep. okay so the one I will never, ever touch will be the story of James Boulder. Jamie Bolger. I will never, ever tell that story. I don't think it ever needs to be told ever again. I don't think the two of them ever need any... You can tell how angry I'm getting. Yeah, I will never need any more airtime and any more breath that anyone can give them. So I, we will never, ever cover that case. Um, probably, I think, for me... The most emotional case I've ever done is the case of CJ Davis. If you've been coming to CrimeCon for a few years, you'll understand why. I did a live episode with CJ's mum back in 2020 or 2021. And that story I've told so many times, but still makes my eyes well up when I tell that story. Because there just seems to be an emotional connection between me and his mum that I don't think will ever be broken. We're still in contact and... It's a story that just breaks my heart over and over again, and I will never forget that case. You can hear your passion in your voice there. I'm trying not to cry. Oh, you, you can see <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. It's, it's just, it gets me every, every single time. It's a really sad, horrible case, and I wish that I could... We know who did it. We can't prove it. It's one of those cases in that there's just no evidence to put it forward, and I wish I could just give her that tiny little bit of ending to her story to, for her to heal and, and, and move on a little bit and, and it's really sad that I can't do that for her and I wish I could have a wine you'll be fine yeah yeah well, I'll be crying if I drink all of this <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you Eric because yours has a different premise to ours have you ever tackled a, a, an episode and gone I don't want to do this it's the same question but in a different way I suppose uh, I think the the first episode I did, which to go back to the idea of of talking to yourself, that that was one of the hardest episodes I ever recorded because it did feel like I was talking to myself, and so I had my actually my husband sit across from me and I told him the story, did a shit job. Uh, it was it was uh, uh, well I did a shit job of of telling the story and editing and having a mic that sounds like I'm in a garbage can. Um, but that was the toy box killer, which is something I regretted getting into as soon as I started. But it had a huge impact on my life as a kid because I lived about 70 miles away from where all that was happening, when it was happening. And our whole state really got shooken up by it because we had never had anything like that happening in our state. And then on the other side of it, I interviewed the victim who escaped him in my kitchen, the one who was the reason he got caught. And that was... I wish I would have just done that instead because that was such an inspiring story to hear how she survived. So your, your highlight and low light is the same one. It's the same case. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so for me, when I, when I pick cases, a lot of times it's driven by the family reaching out to me. Uh, and so I'm going to make that my priority. That's number one. And then secondarily, I try to cover cases that will tell the story of why the law is so fucked up in New Mexico um, or cases that illustrate challenges that we face as we're trying to fight for justice and then sometimes I just throw in some historical ones because I need a break uh, for us uh, yeah in terms of cases we've both agreed that we would never cover it is James Bolger and I was of a similar age of the perpetrators when that happened and it, it obviously stayed with all of us in this country it's a case Bethan and I think about often and we talk about it privately we would never bring that uh, to our podcast. I just, for the reasons Terry has, has mentioned, it just doesn't feel right. There's too much airtime has, has been given to that. 
in terms of a case that has stayed with me, so we re recently kind of dipped into our archives and re-released an episode when we were on a bit of a break. And it was a case that happened in Birmingham, which is where I'm from in the UK. And it was a seven-year-old boy called Hakeem Hussein. And um, it, it is a really, really tough case. And the research and the writing of, of, of that case was just horrific. So he died as a result of neglect. And I won't go into to lots of details here, but it was a neglectful mother who was a drug addict. And we tried to have some sympathy for her, even though her boy died as a result of her neglect. Um, but we talked a lot about her. We talked a lot about drug addiction. And we got people th that got in touch with us who were in a similar situation in terms of having family who, who are struggling with addiction and the, the kind of brutal consequences that that can bring. So it was just a really difficult case for us. And Hakeem died in the, in the front garden of his home overnight. He was lay out there and it was just, yeah, a case that has absolutely stayed with both of us. Yeah, really, really tough. Yeah, I think for me, it's anything that involves children. I really struggle when it involves children. So there's certain cases, especially when there's sexual assault and abuse that is involved that I really couldn't cover. And then so it's, you're able to kind of bring those cases to the show sometimes, but you're kind of like, right, I'm going to give you a warning and here's what we're talking about. And I think then our listeners can also realize that as well that they're not the only person who feels like that's sometimes too much for you to consume as, as someone who listens to true crime and then I think the cases that we probably have had the best reaction to have been um sort of very large scale like huge massacres or large large scale disasters and that sort of thing we we were reached out to by a listener who's had who had a link to the stardust nightclub fire in Ireland and we did a three-parter and god that was absolutely horrific there's I mean there's quite a few cases where you find yourself brought to tears but currently there's the inquest ongoing so there's a lot going on in the in the media at the moment about that case and then the reaction we also got from that was really really incredible and it makes you realize why you do it to kind of get those stories out and have people reach out and say thank you for bringing that story to people yeah I love it uh, there's a few cases Bob and I would never touch. Um, the Dunblane shootings, obviously, because they're too close to home. Uh, and things that have already been covered so much that we don't feel we can add anything to, like Jack the Ripper. There's nothing we could say that hasn't already been said by someone else, probably in a better way than we could say it. Slightly more sober as well. Yeah. Uh, the cases I've enjoyed the most, my favourite case that I've ever done is still HMS Dreadnought when Virginia Woolf uh, snuck on board and... Are you allowed to say blacked up? Yeah. Are you allowed to say that? We can say it. Okay. Yeah. She snuck on board blacked up, posing as the Abyssinian royal family to get a tour of HMS Dreadnought to expose the uh, British Navy. And it was... Um, there was literally... There was, there was very little crime in the episode. Ali does um, a, a true crime podcast without mentioning crime quite a fucking lot. <laughs> And uh, he's, he's coined a phrase, crime is coming, like he thinks he's George R.R. R. Martin, but I told him he's a good storyteller, but he's not that fucking good. Um, the HMS Dreadnought was your uh, like second episode, third episode. Third episode. And it, it's the one that you, we come back to that statement that once you feel uncomfortable behind the mic, it makes a massive difference. Yeah. You can deliver yourself mm -hmm. rather than just delivering a story. Because to me... I mean, my favourite story I've ever told was the Great uh, Mull Air Mystery. It's um, a story of a guy that tried to fly a plane at night based on a bet in a pub. And, and anything that starts with those lines, I'm on it. Basically, there was a storm on Christmas Eve on the Isle of Mull. And the Isle of Mull, Mull is uh, in a shitty part of uh, the North Atlantic. And gets at, it's, it is beautiful, but it gets pummeled by wind. So he was sitting, Nick and McAllen, and somebody at the bar went, oh, can't use the airstrip tomorrow, too windy. And he went, hold my McAllen. Watch this. And he fucked off and nobody ever saw him again. He took off in the night and, they sent a, and the, the plane never returned to the airstrip. 
uh, and they sent out this wonderfully massive search party, which was probably everybody in the island, so all of 17 or 18 people. Um, and they didn't find him till four months later after the snow had thawed over a branch of a tree halfway up a hill that they definitely already searched. There are speculations he was involved in a diamond heist, which is the one I like because it's cool. Uh, the other speculation is he crashed his plane and swam ashore. Not quite as cool, so I'm going diamond heist. Uh, it's a completely unsolved crime. The, the British Navy put a ship into the Sound of Mull in 2006 and scanned the seabed and found something that they thought was the shape of a plane. But we'll never know because it's 300 and something metres deep. I like that because it's mad. The ones, the ones we'll never touch, I mean, it, it goes without saying Ali's absolutely right. Well, Ali and I both grew up in Dublin. We went to Dublin Primary School and then we went to Dublin High School and, and, and um, both of us actually attended, well, not, I'm not going to say his name, but we both attended his boys clubs when we were 11, 12 years old. Um, so his name will never come out of my mouth, but the victims will. And, this, and, and I'm going to draw that back, into yeah. that, the really sad statement, into a segue. Watch this one. Um, ah, shit, now that I've it, laid it out in front of us. <laughs> Who do you think of when you're writing, and do you have an issue with perpetrators' names being as glamorised as they are? True crime podcasting is massive. Like, we're not going to fuck about. Like, we've joined, and all of us, I would say, are not anywhere near the biggest downloaded podcasts in the world. But we, we do all right, and we're all very, very proud of what we do. And we're very proud of each other as well, because it is difficult to continue to do it. I can see podcasters in the room agreeing with me. Um, but you are adding to the glamorization of a horrific subject. How does that sit with you? We made quite a defer determined kind of shift, I would say, maybe two or three years ago, where our episodes are no longer titled the person you would probably think of when you hear of that crime. So they would have been the name of the perpetrator. And at the beginning, a lot of our episodes were titled by that. And the more we did and the more we talked and the more we realised that we always end up focusing on those victims and that's always what we actually think of we've we really have made that shift now and we we never have the title of the episode with the perpetrator even if it is a serial case so of course that name is going to be the one name that everyone knows we'll always then try and find a different way to to talk about that person if we can and to title the episodes because it is yeah otherwise you are kind of giving that name more internet time and more more no, known about them really yeah, I totally agree. I mean, with us, we you can't help, if you're doing a case about somebody, you can't help but mention their name. You know, they're part of the story. Unfortunately, they are part of the story. But there's ways that you can tell the story that doesn't glamorise that person and what they did. And first and foremost, any podcaster worth their weight in gold knows that this is all about the victim and the victim's family. And it's all about getting justice and making things right. And if that means that you you end up changing laws if that means you end up changing one person's path from listening to your podcast then it's been worth every second of all the research that we do 100 percent. so although i don't like talking about the perpetrators sometimes you have to and sometimes it's important to because it's also important to understand where they came from because sometimes they do horrific things but sometimes they've come from a horrific place and so you've also got to look at their backstory and why they came to do what they've done and how this story evolved. Because when you speak to a victim's family, it's important that that story is a true representation of what happened. And so that's the way we try and do it. I, I agree with you, Cherry. I think it's really important to not discount the harm and the damage that was done by that individual. Uh, I can get on my soapbox about this, and I'm not going to just for the sake of time, but I, I have... I have very strong feelings about this. I mean, there's a lot. True crime is changing. It is. And thank you to the listeners that are consuming true crime that is focused on the victim, that is focused on the story, which is this person who was loved and accepted by their family or not, no matter what struggles they have, no matter if they're dealing with addiction or they are involved in sex work or any of those other things, they don't deserve to be diminished. This is the worst day in somebody's life and it needs to be treated with respect. And I would just encourage all of you to vote with your listens. 
If you hear something that doesn't feel right, don't let them make money off of that. Change true crime. You can do it. We're not, I mean, we can talk about it, but you are the ones who are going to do it. Yeah. Follow that. He's he's absolutely right, though. It it should be and is all about the victims. Uh, And it's... It's easy for it, certainly for us, doing historic cases that aren't in living memory to slip sometimes. Yes, I agree. But we try very hard not to. Uh, and not glamorizing killers and emphasizing the victim's plight, I think, is a big part of what we do or try to do. We've always tried to make a, an aspect of never using the full names. If we have to name the perpetrator, call them by their second name. I mean, 90% of the time, I'll call them an arsehole or a. They, they go on my bad bastard list. And I, and I have a very long bad bastards list. I'm constantly I, adding to it. He keeps, keeps turning up with folk that haven't actually committed crimes that are still cunts. Um, <laughs> ah, record that. Um, one, I threatened to make a t-shirt with Bob's bad bastard list on it and then I realised I had a six-year-old that could read. Um, <laughs> we... I, I genuinely could do this for hours and I... I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys to join us. I'm going to throw one more question to you and then I'll ask if anybody else has got questions. If you're all shy and don't put your hand up, I can milk this for as long as we fucking want. That's not a problem. Um, so my question before we go to them is, did you ever think you'd be sat on a panel at a crime con in front of an audience talking about what you do? Absolutely not. No, not at all. Not at all. Never no. thought that it would be like. And we're very, very lucky. And thank you all to listening, all of you for listening and for pro- promoting our podcast and helping us with the work that we do. We really all appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I would say uh, we are just regular people that have that passion for true crime like you guys. The only difference is we hit record on a potato at first. It did get better. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's weird to be up here. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? But yeah, it's really weird. This is a weird day for us in lots of ways. It's amazing to meet our listeners, but yeah, it's really um, weird is all I can say, really, but amazing to be here. But yes, weird. Can you say weird any more times? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it is. It's amazing. No, we didn't. We started this because we liked talking and we thought somebody might want to listen to us talk. And we were kind of like, if one person who isn't already our friend or family member goes and listens to us, we are going to be so happy. And the first time somebody said, oh, I've listened and I liked it, we were like, oh, it's And now real. she's selling books and merch. <gasps> and, yeah. What can I say? It's just the dizzying heights. <laughs> but it is crazy. Like you said, it is weird. And then we have you guys come up and that you say, oh, we listen to your show. And yeah. every single time someone says that to us, yeah. we get that thrill. We get that little buzz of, God, thank you. Like you do. And that's amazing. And it, it is really... Really cool. It never goes away, does it? No, no. I think for me, it's it's the same. I'm not comfortable sharing my private life. I'm a very private person. So to be here talking about things like my brother's case and to do that on the internet and to have people recognize me, it's really, really strange, but I'm so, so grateful for it. And every time somebody tells me they've listened or they're subscribed or they've heard my brother's story, like it just, it helps me know that all those times I want to quit, there are actually people that care. And so when you do that to a podcaster, like you are literally making their whole day. So thank you for, for listening and caring about these cases. Yeah. Hey, hey. yeah. Morgan doesn't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> look, I knew from day one I was going to be sitting up here. <laughs> there was something magical that I had inside. I mean... And I, mean, I need to share with all of you. I mean, when you're that handsome and talented, how the fuck not? You know what? You are all very welcome. No. Are you leaving at that? Yeah. I, I never thought I'd be here. You're not as handsome as talented. No, not even, not even nearly. But I, my first crime con was an eye-opening experience when I realized how much people enjoy what we do. And it was a very emotional first crime con. We got very drunk. There was a lot of alcohol involved. But it was lovely to know how much people appreciate what we do because we love doing it. Yeah, I'll, I'll go off the back of that. Like, the, Ali joined the podcast about six or seven weeks before the first crime con. Um, and originally, I was booked to come on my own. And um, I wasn't 
worried about coming on my own. I'm, you may have gathered this. I've not got that much of an issue talking to people. Um, but I wasn't proud of the podcast at the time. But when Ali joined, he, he brought a new element to it and, um, and it revitalised it. And what people haven't said, I don't think, unless I missed it there, sorry, is that actually producing a podcast can be really fucking hard. Yeah. You, can, you can get to the bottom of something and go, I can't be arsed editing that because it was <laughs> shit. But I still need to put something out. Because if you don't, you just get this absolute fucking nonsense on social media when people forget... I'm sorry, I've gone off on one. Uh, when people forget Calm that... Calm down. <laughs> we've just had this discussion in the pub about two minutes ago. Um, the content that we provide is provided for free. And we will never, ever ask anybody to, con to contribute beyond what they want to do to our podcast, whether that's being following, subscribing, joining a Patreon, doing a review. We'll ask for it every week because we're whores. <laughs> Huge whores. Or at least for me. No, no? Right. nobody else? Nobody else? Okay. Just, My bad. We're just. No, just you, Bob. <laughs> Mark told me. Mark told me what he'd do for Mark told me what he'd do for a tenner. But the, uh, the actual reward of sitting here and being able to do this is ridiculous. Mm. The, 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 the ability to sit here in front of... This, you know, it's a nice group of people. And actually, I didn't want this room full. I wanted a room of people who were engaged and interested. And this is exactly what we've got. And this is, this is what I wanted this to be and it's lovely that you're all here and thank you very much for that the fact that we're here able to do it and provide content for people who are interested and, and, and willing to engage with us I think that's the thing that I would like to say that is we started this by saying we're just normal people that pressed record but we are still normal people that pressed record so if you have a favourite podcast that's here no matter how nervous you are about speaking to them about who they and I'm looking at nobody in particular, um, just go and speak to them or message them because your thanks and hello means yeah. way more than a Patreon subscription. And, and, and I'd love to pay my bills off podcasting, but it's not going to fucking happen. And we were saying earlier like how brave it is as well to come to something like this and to walk up to people who are complete strangers, but to say to them, hi, I listen to your show. It's yeah. like every single time we're kind of like, wow, like that person's come over and spoken to us and we'd be nervous to go up to somebody and, and talk to a complete stranger and the people who come to CrimeCon really make us feel comfortable as well. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely love engagement. And my favorite way people engage with us is they, by going to patreon.com backslash Crypedia. <laughs> We're not all whores. Oh We're not all whores. And for as little as $2 a month. <laughs> Jenny, you told me he wasn't going to do this. <laughs> and you can sign up to their Patreon by going to forward slash seeing red podcast. <laughs> Enough. The lawyers. Um, we could genuinely, the seven of us, I reckon, could probably talk for three or four hours without, yeah. without a break, as long as there's enough beer to keep going. And I can still make words at the end of that, I think, is, is, is the problem. There's actually, I just, there's two of, two of the, the women in the room actually drink in the same pub as we record in. And they're shaking their head at me because they know I've only got a couple more beers in me before I can actually talk. Um, so I'm going to go. Uh, they have been in the background of the podcast. When you hear somebody shouting, it's fucking them. Um, so we've got, we've got like, Ten, get a beer fuck it yes um, we've got about 10 minutes left now it's up to you you guys can ask questions or I can drive these people in a certain direction but if anybody's got any questions for a specific someone make him stop talking <laughs> thank you yeah 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 totally yeah please do So the two questions there were, are there any podcasters you hate? True crime podcast. I mean, there's a fucking long list. Um, and do we have any plans for collabs? Anybody, that anybody who uses plagiarism to forward themselves is a bad person. 100%. Yeah. 
Um, plagiarism is a massive thing in podcasting, and, and it's a real problem because none of us own the intellectual property of telling a story, and it's impossible to do that. Somebody who actively goes out and does that can get in the fucking bin. Like, it just, it just doesn't float with me. Um, do we have any plans for collabs? Of course we do. We always have plans for collabs, but Bethan doesn't answer her messages. <laughs> <laughs> I set these things up and then something we just don't do them. But yes, she basically. She did a collab with us. Because we've oh, done we've yeah. done Coinpedia one, we have. Lovely. We have indeed, and we will be doing more. And we were literally saying on the drive up here that's something we need to actually get doing. Because we send these emails and we're like, shall we do it? And everyone says, Yeah, it sounds great. And we know that everyone will love to listen to it. And then six weeks have gone by and life has happened and we haven't done it. So yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can flirt with Cherry more than with Mark as well. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, we've done quite a few collabs off of the back of folk we've met at CraneCon. It's a home. It was a fantastic episode. And we've got a few more, hopefully, in the works from this CraneCon. Uh, British Murders are going to do one with us soon. Yep. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And the Switchblade Sisters. The Switchblade Sisters said the two. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, they're not excited about it at all, apparently. No. Only half of us still. Oh, so you're just half as excited. Thanks very much. Everyone hasn't really excited. I just missed my sister. Anybody else want to answer before we throw to another question? Well, I don't know that I hate anyone other than Morgan, but... <laughs> but I, I don't have a lot of respect for people who blame victims or who sensationalize and over speculate. Uh, so not hate, but just no respect for them. Um, and then collaborations. I had a collaboration turn into another podcast. So I don't know if I want to do more podcast creation. I have three right now. Um, but I will happily invite all the panelists here and any other podcasters that want to join for my collab that turned into a show called Crime Lines and Consequences with Crime Lines. Yeah. So. We'll be there. Deal. I, I think for me, it's not necessarily hate, but when I get a call and it says Captain Crime Garage, <laughs> I hate that I'm, I have to answer Sometimes it. I forget how famous you actually are. I'm not that famous. Um, I hate answering that call because I know that no matter what he's calling for, Three hours later, I'm still going to be on that call, and it's going to be something completely different. And then right before he hangs up, he'll go back to what he actually was calling for. And then it's like, wait, what, just, what happened to my life? He, re- he released that call as a podcast. Is sure, what yeah. happened. Well, no, he, he, well, probably, because that's when how, you asked how we started. Yeah, it, it started. Oh, sorry, that, I, I meant yeah, to come yeah. back to that, because actually you guys have a... a, a a funny story. You, you guys didn't meet till last year, did yeah, you? Yeah, met in Vegas. First time we ever met. <laughs> fucking mad. They're producing a podcast and they've never met in person. We, we're going to year four, I think, right? Of doing yeah. the podcast. And, yeah, first time. Yeah. And it was weird wow. because like I was just happened to be walking up towards the hotel. Podcasters and should know how like, to use microphones, Morgan. What? Podcasters should know how to use microphones. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, it's about here and about here. Um, no, yeah, just walking up. I'm like, oh, there's Cherry. And I got excited because I'm like, like, I see how people get excited to see her. And that was me. Like last year, like, oh, that's Cherry. She gave me her autograph and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> he, he sold the autograph. <laughs> eBay. Um, so you had a question. Yeah, yeah. No. I've got loads. I do loads of stuff. Yeah. I don't know how I fit it all in one day, to be fair. <laughs> If you do this because you want to make money, one, you'll be sorely disappointed, and two, you're an asshole because you shouldn't be doing it to make money. If you make money, great, it's a bonus, but what you should be doing it for is for justice, and you should be doing it to spread the word of stories. Great if you make a profit of it, that's brilliant, and some people do it for a full-time job, and good for them, but... No, I don't think it's ever going to make you millions. I don't think if it's something you're doing to to, to do that, then it's probably not. That's probably not the thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll happily open up about that. Like uh, um, the way podcasting works is we record content 
onto whatever medium it is and then we upload we edit it and we upload it to a, a server all of us use different uh, host platforms and in with built in with that host platform is the ability to monetize your podcast what a wanky word monetize is <laughs> and they'll seed adverts on your on your podcast now most of us will probably seed between four and six adverts on a podcast mm. I hate adverts I work in telly outside of um, podcasting and I fucking hate adverts they're absolutely unnecessary but excuse me that came out of nowhere um, <laughs> but they pay our bar tab that's literally what our adverts do is pay our bar tab so they get seeded along and we get a kickback from that some of us which are much bigger <coughs> seeing red um, get to <laughs> read their own get to read, get to read their own adverts and make way more money than we do um, and then we get to choose what we talk about which I think is better because we can then kind of go shall we or shall we not and then we'll turn things down if we think it's not quite us whereas somebody let us know the other week that during the cannibal episode there was an advert that involved breakfast and sausages and I was like that wouldn't have been our choice that would not have been what we would have chosen to talk about so hello fresh <laughs> not good so yeah um, that way that's that for us is a is a more authentic kind of way for us really to get that kind of bonus of we're doing something we enjoy but we also get something back is we do get to choose what what we're putting on the show and what we think our listeners might actually yeah. care about as well. Whereas I'll sell fucking anything. That's uh, friends without the R, by the way. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Oh yeah, we had that, but we did get addicted to that. Um, it's not a bad game, actually, to be fair. I've got it on my phone too. We're probably going to get the plug pulled on us in the next couple of minutes. Um, you're right for us to run for a couple more. Five minutes. Thank you very much, sir. We have um, a question at the front. So was there a question before we... Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you just wanted another beer. I thought that's what it was. <laughs> My original hand. But now I've got one. A uh, couple of things was... Uh, I'm just re- I've never heard of you before, but so I'm just really interested in what, you, what your brother's backstory is and what you're trying to achieve from yeah. the podcast because... It's really intriguing. You just gripped me like that. I thought, what is he? What are you trying to achieve from your, from doing a podcast? Through what happened to your yeah. The next question was for everyone to say, what do you do for day yes. jobs? So I'm. I met you last year, pissed in Glasgow. You did. I remember. I love you for that. So I'm, I thought I'd say it now. I'm just going to put your questions on mic because we are being recorded and unfortunately we don't have a rolling mic. So your question was, Eric, why are you so good? Yeah. yeah. And then mm. I think your other question was, I love you, Cherry. Can we just get drunk together? Is that is <laughs> similar? <laughs> Eric, give us a. Yeah, because you, your podcast is very different. To the, the other three podcasts that are on the stage, we are very story based, and we're uh, and but you have a personal attachment to this. Yeah. Um, not do you set yourselves apart from our story driven things, but do you? Does it hurt more to record? Do you are you are, are you invested in what you're doing more than you think that we are? Not more than you think we are because. But your investment is more personal. Well, I think I've really fucking talked around a yeah, question there, haven't yeah. I? So, well, t- I'm going to answer his question first, and then I'll answer yeah, that yeah, question. Totally. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jacob's case was uh, never investigated properly, never prosecuted. The killer confessed to killing Jacob. Uh, the confession doesn't exist. There is no recording. There is no supplemental report. There's nothing that indicates what he confessed to or the circumstances behind it. So I didn't know any of this until I started looking into the case myself because I was six years old when my brother died. Um, and I lived through a bunch of abuse and crazy stuff in the midst of it. But uh, I created the show because I started seeing a bunch of cases coming through the court system that were similar to Jacob's and people who were getting very light sentences for killing their own kids. And um, We got you. You're right, man. Uh, I couldn't just sit there and watch it continue. I had to say something. So uh, through the advocacy work, his case got reopened. And he's doing a bloody good job of it. And the emotion at that moment answers my question without us having to 
need to make piss up to make him he's a, a wonderful man and when I was asked what I wanted out of podcasters and pints I said I want folk to come and buy beer and sit down and just listen to us talk pish for an hour and I wanted specific people and Eric was one of the men that I wanted specifically to come on here because I, I really respect what he does unfortunately we have run out of time um, I want to say thank you very much for anybody all of you to come and listen to us thank you just genuinely from the bottom of our hearts for listening to our podcasts, for sitting through this totally planned session. Um, cheers to you. Cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. If, yeah, if you have a drink you. in front of you, just oh, give well us a cheers. Up. Cheers. Um, I would... Uh, if, let's, fuck it, let's do... Let's, let's go full panto. Ladies and gentlemen, seeing red. Woo! Hello. Crimepedia. True consequences. And I will leave you, as always, with a thank you, love you, bye. Thank you, love you, bye. If any... Oh, he's fucking... Oh, I thought he killed the mic. If anybody wants to come and talk to us, we're not going fucking anywhere. They just have to stop recording and kick us out of this room. But if anybody wants to come talk to us, please do always like subscribe and rate a podcast that's what I'm going to leave you with it means for some reason Al Gore's dancing <laughs> means al- algorithm no yeah. Yeah. Right, it's shite I'm aware um, means that we, more people listen when you hit a button um, and it's not about us being famous it's about other people hearing cases that we're talking about yeah, smash that like bar, smash yeah. that like bar. <laughs> thank you very much for coming in everybody we've, we've had a lovely time thank you Thank you if you buy. I can hear myself. <coughs> <coughs>